This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And you can see how I delivered that. I was very relaxed. A couple of weeks without football, and it just, that's what it does to you. Well, I did have a little bit of football, but in comparison, not that much football, actually. I've just been absolutely chilling these last two weeks. The withdrawal symptoms have taken place, and I actually feel much better for it. And now I'm back in the virtual joint, looking forward to a game at the weekend. A big game at the weekend against West London rivals. My name's Billy Grant and I'm sitting here in the VJ, the virtual joint, with the lady man in the house. How are you doing? I'm all good, mate. Yeah, yeah. So as you you say, it's uh, it's quite nice sometimes just to not have football for a week. Um, And it makes you just a little bit more potty for, for... the next fixture um, and it's a biggie isn't it we've got we've got a few games now um, to the end of the season where we need to get some critical points to get us over the line so yeah lots lots to look forward to lots to play for and um, yeah lots of exciting players hopefully in form coming back from international duty that's right lots of exciting players and like I said to you this podcast here as well we've got well we've got like I said we've got a game well we had a game a couple of weeks ago which we are going to recap on as well we went to Leicester uh, probably a couple of weeks ago and we're going to talk about that game and also we're going to look forward to the Chelsea game which we've got on Saturday which is a big game that we've got as well and uh to be quite honest, you're going against the flow. Normally, I sit there and I do a little bit of prep for these podcasts. I do a bit of research here and there. We get some bits and pieces from people all over the place. And then we club it all together. But today, I thought, tell you what, no. I'm going to literally open up the microphone and we're going to talk nothing prepped. We're just going to come and go with the flow, whatever comes into our head. So it's a different type of podcast today. You might say we're being lazy because we haven't produced a podcast, but it's not like that. But we just thought, listen, we, let's just, just change, flip the script. And, and you, were, you were quite potty for that type of format, weren't you, lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just good to just have a little chinwag sometimes, isn't it? And uh, well, while we're um, having a chinwag with about with mates and about mates, I just want to say uh, give my thoughts to Martin the Dutchman Holland, who's um, had a bit of a procedure today on the on the old ticker, and um, he's just texted me to say he's fine. So uh, that's great news. Hopefully, we'll have him back on the podcast in the next week or two when he can uh, talk some sense because he's a very sensible very rounded very nice chap that's right good luck to the Dutchman as well well done to the Dutchman and uh, hopefully we'll see you back soon as well so listen um, let's just let's just shoot the breeze you know this uh, last week has been obviously there's been no games in the Premier League because it's been international week we had quite a few beast players that are out here and there trying to get their places locked down in Qatar for the World Cup. 
and there's been lots of chats with me and my chums about Qatar as to where we're going to stay. Some have booked cruise ships already. Um, most of us can't actually get any accommodation in Qatar because Qatar aren't allowing us to buy any good accommodation because apparently we can't get accommodation until we buy tickets which is very un-World Cup like so there's a lot of very unhappy fans out there at the moment now with Qatar because it's not quite doing the things that other countries have done when you were at World Cups but we won't go into that because like I said to you it's been an international week and we've had quite a few players trying to get to Qatar. I mean, the first one I'll say is uh, Ethan Pinnock as well. I don't think he played. Jamaica um, were catastrophic in their Qatar attempts, it has to be said. And uh, they were nowhere near Qatar at all, actually. They didn't qualify. And I don't think Ethan actually even flew over for these latest games as well. So uh, so Ethan's not going to Qatar, most definitely not. We also had Wiesa. Wiesa scored a goal as well for a Congo, didn't he, Laney? Scored a cracker, didn't he? Yeah, it's the first first leg of uh, their two-legged affair with Morocco um, and he, he gave gave uh, Democratic Republic of Congo the lead it was an absolutely stonking goal brilliant build-up got it out wide Wiesa cut inside and then curled, curled one into the into the far corner it was it was a bit Josh De Silvery um, you know those kind of Mbumo um, um, goals as well where they just kind of they curl it and get a perfect whip on it and it goes into the far corner so uh, yeah great goal but um, didn't didn't really cut the mustard over the two legs of DR, DRC they, they went out uh, that's right they got they got beaten on the aggregate by Morocco over the two legs so they're out of it unfortunately um it's a shame. It's a shame as well. Also, who else was there? There was well. There's also yes, right, Nigeria as well. Now this one's a bit of a shocker as well because they had a big, in effect, as a derby. Nigeria versus Ghana is our big game, and whoever you know, no one wants to lose that game out of them two teams as well. And unfortunately, um, Nigeria came a cropper from that one. And uh, and, and and like I said to you, Frank Onyeka, he played for Nigeria, didn't he, Laney? Yeah, yeah, he, he featured. He came off at halftime uh, in the game yesterday. I heard he had a bit of a knock, so hope, hopefully he comes back um, fit. Because uh, although he's unlikely to start at Chelsea, um, you know we we need a strong bench. And uh, but you know the 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 big highlight again, the, the big talking point, Bill is is uh, Denmark, isn't it? You know it's Chris, Christian Eriksen's the the story that no one. Can, can tire of hearing about his, his return to the game is a fairy tale you know we've said said on this podcast a number of times t- for him to p- be playing football at any level whether it's kicking football down the park you know compared to when, when, how, we, how he left the pitch in the Euros was is, it, that would have been remarkable for, but for him to be playing um, in the Premier League uh, with Brentford um, and for him to be back playing for his national team and scoring goals. He scored two goals in two games for Denmark over the weekend. Uh, came came on, scored with his first touch um, uh, in the match against Holland in Amsterdam on, on Saturday, and then um, he scored uh, early in the second half um, in the game um, yesterday. So it was just just phenomenal. And seeing two other Brentford players on the pitch with him, uh, it's, it is just a brilliant, brilliant story and a brilliant Brentford story. Which two players were those? Um, it was uh, Christian Norgard and um, Matthias Jensen. So it's interesting. So, and, and Jensen was playing with Ericsson as well. Playing with him, yeah. The three of them were on the pitch at the same time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I guess that that is food for more even more food for thought i mean what what was brilliant was just seeing uh, ericsson um in 
just hogging pockets of space and it's 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 what we saw him do um you know in, in the glimpses we've seen of him so far for Brentford but he's fitter he's, he's, he's more match fit now um and I, I just think you know I, I think the only reason they brought him off yesterday was uh so he could get a standing evasion that I think that was the reason for bringing him off late in the game um but uh you know he, he let, let's you know let's not let's not sort of uh Let's not let's not get and any kind of mis mis kind of apprehension. I mean, any any confusion about this is the fact that he has to come back and do a job for us. Is we, we we can all, we can all clap and we can all jump up and down and we can all sort of say what a brilliant story it is. But he he has to now do that week in week out for Brentford because we you know we have to stay up this year and you know then it opens the door to whether there's any chance of keeping him, mate. You know that's that's the next thing. Yeah, it is. And let me just come back to that game as well, Laney, because I, I I actually missed the Denmark game and the England game. I missed Ollie Watkins' goal for England. I actually got it. Go to all these England games, like, you know. Well, I took my daughter and her friends as well from her football team to go see Stormzy last night as well. So we had some VIPs for the old Stormzy. So I actually went to that instead, which is a, the loyalty bonus points were out the window for that one. So I was a little bit tinged with uh, with, 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 with grief there as well. But the, coming back to this Denmark game, the goals that Ericsson scored I know you briefly talked about it but you know we're talking about Brentford and we're talking about you know us needing to score goals to just you know to stay in the league to actually push ourselves up the league there's been lots of talks of Ivan Tony you know lots of talks about Brian and Boomer who has been missing the back of the net there's lots of talks about we need to get goals in other areas now all of a sudden Christian Eriksen he's like looking like you know he could be a player who most definitely because all of a sudden it's like from two weeks ago when he had a chance and it, it didn't quite go in the goalkeeper saved it at Leicester he's looking sharp isn't he Laney? He's looking really sharp yeah I mean his vision and just his experience and he, you know he, he not only sees things that other players don't um, he, he can deliver the ball and the, he, he will put uh, those crosses on on a sixpence, you know. Ivan Tony will be rubbing his hands. Can't wait to to, to play more game time with with Ericsson because he will he, find him with with you know curling in swinging passes and and corners and uh, you know just delightful little through balls and you know if if you can get Norgard and Jensen uh, playing with him, you've got bags of creativity there and let's you know let's let's go back to the job in hand you know let's not let's not forget that we we're still looking over our shoulders a little bit but but really you know it's you know even if we only won two games out of our our last eight or nine games you know we we're 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 more than fine in, in all probability unless some sort of miraculous miracle happens up and down the country it's just that that's the way that's that's a fact now and you know the way we went into the to, to the international break, although we lost the game up at up at the King Power up at Leicester, you know there were signs there. We it, it wasn't a, a, it wasn't a walkover for Leicester, and we, we probably should have got something out of that. Well, we almost certainly should have got something out of it. We created a lot of really good chances, and uh, you know it was it was a bit wasteful some of our finishing. So uh, you know I, I'm I'm really really confident, and I guess you know there's some people that listen to this and I read some comments on on social media that that uh, suggest that having that confidence is kind of like uh, a, a bad thing like you know we, we should be beating up on the, on the on the squad and we should be kind of jumping up and down and being angry you know we've 
those two wins, those two recent wins, the you know the Burnley win and the Norwich win, they've transformed the back end of the season. Yeah, you know, you can say without those, but without those, whatever, you know, we we have got those points, um, and we are in the position where, you know, we only have to get a few more. Six more will probably do it. Seven more will certainly do it. We've got goal difference that's superior to everyone else that's in the same kind of boat as us. So that's another point. It's it's you know it's it's it, we need to be calm about this. And you know we just got to look at the, the creative talent that we've got. And the defence has been looking more and more solid. That new formation with Aya uh, uh, on the right side. It's it's kind of you know it's working. It's, well, it's not not working. So um, let's you know Raya. We forgot about mentioning him. He made his debut for Spain. Um, there was talk about him cocking up but it wasn't a cock up it was just another freak goal you know he, he didn't he couldn't save that what, what, what exactly happened again Lane? if you could talk through it please well it was, it was just a, it was a, there was a bit it was like a, a shot that came it was an own goal it was a shot that came off a, uh, off a defender and it kind of looped round him and passed him you know um, and immediately you know I, I looked on social and there's like people having a go him oh another another Raya cock up and I was like what what I mean I can say the goal was scored because again Raya did what Raya does and Raya was uh, he was off his yeah. line he was very much off his line and so he was out there kind of almost like to intercept the ball um, the defender actually kind of nicked off of him and so because Raya's off his line the ball ended up going past Raya and, and sort of snuck into the back of the net now in a way, I mean, I looked at it. It's a different type of ball. It kind of reminded me of that time. Remember when we played in the in the championship and we played Cardiff, I remember it was, and Raya was on like the halfway mm. line and the Cardiff player got the ball yeah, and then yeah, he just yeah. bang and he banged it, looped it and he scored a goal from about 70 yards or something like that or 80 yards yeah, into the back yeah. of the end. But it was one of those things which we had a bit of a debate about that. In the end, what we said is that, you know, you know, you can't not, you can't praise Raya for doing what he's doing and, and making the team so great by him being this sweeper keeper. But at other times, he is going to get caught out. And that was actually a, a very clever moment by the Cardiff striker who saw the opportunity. And I think this situation here, to me, when it looked at when I saw Ray had come out for it and the defender had nicked it, gone past him, it was almost like the defender wasn't used to he, he didn't kind of know what was going mm. on and he wasn't used to it he wasn't used to playing with a, a, the goalkeeper like that and maybe if there was a little bit more time and they played together they'd understand him and that's what I thought you know they saw that happen because it's like the defender and the goalkeeper shouldn't be going for that same ball really no 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 it's, it's, it's true you know and, and but that's, that's what you do get with him and it doesn't happen that often um, and you know you can't chuck everything back at him the, the second he concedes a goal you know it's like he he, he, he is I mean the proof is the fact that he's just been selected to play for Spain so if if you think that makes him a dodgy goalkeeper then I think you're mistaken because you know um, the, the the Spanish head coach is, is is really excited about having a player like that in his team which gives him a different dynamic um, and it's another example of of world football learning from Brentford and you know some people are uncomfortable by sing, singing our club's praises and you know, I, I, I just continue to say that's that's their problem you know we have we have to acknowledge the incredible things that um, have achieved been achieved over the last 10 years you know I, 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 I won't go into it too much in detail today but I interviewed Uwe Rosler on Monday um, for a project that I'll tell you about um, very shortly but um, 
you know, he he was talking about the, the things that were put were put in place when he arrived, and he's proud. He's he's pride in being part of um, the Brentford journey, and you know, he said the meticulous planning and the, and the and, you know the the vision was 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 in place. You know, pretty pretty early. Of course, it's evolved, and of course, mistakes have been made, and of course, you know, you can't get everything right. But you know, he, he said. You know the confidence in carrying on doing things the Brentford way and having belief in a system um, and a structure. Um, it's it's what's got us to the top flight. You know we're punching so above our weight. Um, we're so out of our depth in some respects in terms of our you know our buying power and our punching power. It's our brains and it's our it's our cleverness and it's our it's our vision and picking up a player and having a style and you know finding a way to be better better than everyone else um mostly you know by you know not maybe not week in week out this year but you know we've, we've got to the top flight by by out thinking and you know having um a, a goalkeeper like that um has, has made even spain Think, my God, we could change the way we play and 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 really maximise on 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 his ability. So, you know, beating up on him for letting a goal in does seem slightly odd. Yeah, and and, and again, um, again, looking at the people who know Spanish football very well, they say that you know Spain are very much into the idea of of playing with a, with a keeper like Raya, a sweeper keeper, a player who can you know in effect it becomes another midfielder. And I think when the rankings came, I think Raya was in the top three when it came to distribution, whereas De Gea, um, is it the Manchester United goalkeeper, he was like probably almost in the sort of kind of bottom three in the Premier League when it comes to that kind of distribution. And I think that's the reason why they decided to choose Raya over his Manchester United counterpart, who was actually relegated to to, to, to obscurity, actually, because he wasn't in one of the three goalkeepers that was chosen. So I think that's quite an amazing thing. So as Brentford fans, we should be proud as well that the fact that we've got a goalkeeper who is actually the international goalkeeper for Spain. And uh, I think probably on the negative side of that, we'll probably see quite a few teams going to be sniffing around him in the summer. And it's going to be whether or not we're going to actually be able to keep hold of David Raya because he is hot hot property now and like I said to you Arsenal bid 10 million for him and we turned that down and they went and got um, Ramsdale for 30 million after that as well so if Ramsdale's worth 30 million how much is David Raya worth as well but just coming back to how much a player's worth we've got Mr Christian Eriksen who you're talking about a little bit earlier Laney and he's looking delicious and he's looking like he's going to be stepping up a level but the question that has always been asked is will Christian Eriksen be staying at Brentford next season you know the thoughts around you know um, certain camps is that Christian Eriksen is almost like using us as a shop window not in a negative way but in a way where he's hasn't played football for a year he 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 pretty much died and he's come back and he's now playing football and maybe other clubs didn't want to take the risk on Christian Eriksen as it was. We've given him the opportunity. He knows the people there. He likes us. A really lovely setup. And he's just going to go and play his game and just do what he has to do. Save us from relegation. You know, if we were ever in relegations, you know, I never thought we were. But that's a different story altogether. And then take it from there. Um, for me, I'd say the chances of Christian Eriksen joining us next season are 
very, very remote. And I'm not being negative about it, but I just think that he's a great player. And, you know, if a chance came for him to play Champions League football next next season, he would play Champions League football. If he, you know, had to play Europa League football even, you know what I'm saying, if it was like with West Ham or something like that, he would play Europa League football if he had the opportunity. He's, you know, what, tw- what 30, 31? You know, I believe that's the situation. Yes, I'm sure he loves it with Brentford. He's got a good family around there, good friends and everything like that. And also, of course, his family will make a decision. If they say, oh, I want to stay in London and we want to stay around there, we like at Brentford. I think that will obviously be a big factor. But I... I think it's going to be unlikely that Christian Eriksen will stay at Brentford, unfortunately, and I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, I am a little bit more um, hopeful than you. I mean, you, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you know you're not, you know, uh, giving a realistic take on the, the prospects. Um, I think it's the perfect fit for him. Um, it, it's proved that. Uh, it's been he made the right decision to come to Brentford because he's now guaranteed game time Um, you know we we know what happened to him last summer Um, added to that that he really is at towards the end of his career anyway Um, and I think that it was the right decision to come to Brentford and I don't think it will become any less of the right decision to to be at Brentford Uh, I think yeah of course he could probably up his wages Um, we we could look at that in the summer you know we could we can I'm sure we can you know find a financial package that will keep him keep him here for another year I just don't think he's got more than a year or two left in his career anyway um, and I, d- I don't necessarily think he needs to prove he doesn't need to go to another Premiership club, big Premiership club. He's done that. He's, he's, he's played for Spurs. Um, you know, he played played for Ajax. He's played in Italy. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone in the Champions League will will give him a five year contract. They might give him a year. I just don't. I I personally don't think that he will give his family any more uncertainty and upheaval I think he'll probably want to stay in London or go back to Denmark he's not going to get Champions League football in Denmark um, so he may as well stay for another year in London and he might as well stay at Brentford is is my is my kind of uh, educated guess is what I'd say you know he's a, he's a clever bloke um, you know he's 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 kind of calm he's really calm you know he doesn't seem to smile a lot um, I'll, I'll say that, you know, he had, he had the, the whole crowd, you know, calling his name, singing him, um, and he didn't didn't break, you know, his his his, his mouth didn't crack a, a smile um, when he came off the pitch. So um, I think I think he's kind of very focused on on what needs to be done, and I, and, I, and I honestly think another year um, at New Griffin Park. Is, is the perfect fit. I, th- I don't think he needs to... Pro- I think what he wanted to do was go to the World Cup and I th- he'll do that. And beyond that, he just might even retire, Bill. He, might, he may not play, he may not play um, after the end of this, this year. You know, he might stay with us, hopefully, um, at the beginning of next year and he might retire in the January transfer window. I'm not sure what, left, what is left for him to prove. You know, his, his family and his health will be central to that and... I don't think he'll want to risk it, um, um, making a wrong decision at the end and not not being able to play. He'll play at Brentford. Um, he'll go to the World Cup, and then beyond that, I'm not, I'm not sure what he want. He will want to do. You don't think he'll risk it for a, for a biscuit? Um, he might risk it okay, for a biscuit. Okay. Yeah, I mean everyone would. Every, everyone would risk it for a biscuit. 
Well, would you? Would yeah, you? No, no, of course I do. All the time, mate. All the time. I like a bit of biscuit. You know what I'm saying? What's anyway, your, what's, what's, your biscuit. Favorite, all right, what's your favourite biscuit then? Uh, biscuit. Um, listen, we, we, we'll move on, actually. <laughs> Custard <laughs> You know biscuit. I know. We both know biscuits. She's, she's lovely. Mm. You know, which is all good. But anyway, listen, um, tell you what, because I'm feeling really relaxed, and uh, we thought we are going to give a few shout-outs to our Kofi buddies, people who just bought us a beer. Thank you very much as well. Dave Stewart as well. More beers for Billy and Laney and the whole crew from Springfield, Illinois, USA. You are the best. Um, yeah, cheers, Dave, as well. Het Phillips yeah. as well. Big yourself up as well. Peter Brown, a supporter for 65 years. The last 15 months has been truly wonderful. Thank you, management team, and great support. Cheers, Peter. Is he talking about our, our management team or is he talking about the club? <laughs> yeah, that's right, team? actually. Yeah, yeah. Who's the CEO? The CEO. We have to speak to the CEO. Actually, he's, he's invisible. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't. He doesn't talk. He's just like you know, he's an investor from abroad somewhere. Like you know, what I'm saying. So uh, yeah. you're not allowed to mention him at all, anyway. So any, any shout outs there for you, Dave? Yeah, there's an, there's another David. No relation. Yes. Um, a long overdue beer for you. Sorry, it's taking so long. Yeah. Yeah, hurry up, hurry up yeah. next time, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> always look forward to listening to your thoughts and observations on all things Brentford, win, lose, or draw. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees, indeed. That's right. Um, Northfield Owl, love the pod. Have a couple of drinks. Really? Oh. Well, nice one, yeah, nice one, Al. Cheers, Al. Um, there's, there's quite a few anonymouses as well, which we obviously can't call you out. Yeah. But thank you for your support there as well. Um, that's right, like Kofi. Like there's one Kofi supporter. <laughs> that's a Kofi. It might be Co- Kofi Anon. That's Bill. right. Oh yeah, that's right. Of course it is, lady. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Really yes. good work by the team. Particularly impressed by the her game two feature. Keep it up. Come on, you bees as well. Jeremy declared declared for the bees two years ago after living eight years in the UK in West Ealing, loving my home games and loving the pod. Ubies. Ubies. Simon the Stevenage B. Hi lads, thanks for your hard work. It's appreciated and essential listening for all Bees fans as well. Jonathan Swain. Yeah, nice one, Jonathan. Yeah, keep up the good work as well. Anyone else? Anyone else, lady? Johnny RT. Um, cheers, Billy Dave, all of those that beside. I look forward to this podcast every week. Thanks for keeping the episodes coming every week before and after the match and for being great accompaniment to our first season in the Premier League the first of many UBs another one that's another one that's confident about staying up that's right we like that Sharon Wright thank you for your support there as well thanks for the beer as well and Katie J from ATL Atlanta I know you beat Charlotte the other day we'll let you get away with that one actually but Charlotte there hot on your tails ATL Katie J thank you very much for that couple more Harry Benham no relation I don't think um, nine, oh, that is a relation. Nine million pounds. Thank you very much, <laughs> Mr. Benham. That's right. Um, and, now, yeah. and now we will we'll be closing down the podcast and you will never hear from us again. Another, <laughs> another seven mortgages paid off, Bill. Cheers. <laughs> and then we've got David. Long overdue beer for you. It's taken so long. Sorry about that. We always look forward to listening to you guys and checking out your thoughts. So listen, there must have been other people as well. Thank you very much. Listen, we just want to take time out for everybody who has bought us a beer. Bought us a beer. If you haven't bought us a beer, we don't mind. Chat to you. We see you see in the pub, you know, just it's just all good. You know what the moral of that tale is, Bill? No, no. Buy us beer and we'll read your names out. <laughs> bribery. It's bribery. Oh talk hey, talking about beer, Bill. Yes. I went I was I went down to Cornwall at the weekend. Um what did a, you now? Yes, I did. I had an um an Aston Villa um event down there with a, their European championship team. Um I won't go back I won't go into that because no one's interested about that. But on the way home I stopped off at Liberal Nick's place in oh, no. in Devon. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right, <laughs> and 
this is now this is mental right so we went for a drink in his pub which is called the Thor the Thor um, in his sleepy little village it's a beautiful village he lives in a stunning place and that is the very same pub that's been at the centre of this plough person's lunch um, uh, fracas Ferrore. this week Ferrore. Ferrore Ferrore yeah so it was typical of Liberal to be in, in the same same place as this honestly there's probably only about 20 houses in this little village and one pub that's all there is and it was typical of Nick to be down there stirring it up getting getting instilling his liberal views in in that in the pub and uh yeah there'll be there'll be placards and what have you outside there soon so yeah no it was just just a coincidence that i was in a sleepy little place came back and i was listening to radio the next day and there's people going on about this pub called the thorn i was thinking is that the same one i was in it can't be and it was so yeah crazy coincidence it is. And I'm going to have to ask you a question. Did you have a plough person's lunch by any chance? I didn't. It was it was Mother's Day, and no no mention of Father's Day. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. um, yeah. it was it was Mother's Day, and um, I I think everyone was just having roast. I don't think anyone oh. wanted to plough person oh, okay. um, that day. All right. Well, you no. know, you could always tuck in another. I time would. I would do, but it's a bloody long way, so I probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, listen, listen. We're going to talk about some football we're going to talk about the Leicester game and the Chelsea game all in one we're going to go away have a little drink and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk football or more football so it was a while back we um we played Leicester and uh result didn't quite go to plan but uh I thought we played quite well uh we scored a great goal in fact there were three great goals in that game and I think we were a little bit unlucky if anything um but tell you something, the match was so long ago, I think we need to go back to listen to what the fans had to say about that game, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Leicester. I didn't think we played that well in the first half, to be honest with you. Second half, completely different size. So I'd have to give it to Thomas Frank now. I don't know what he said or did at half-time, but it certainly got him a kick up the backside. And I thought it was actually really lovely to see Fosu back. I mean, we've been waiting to see him for all season. Brilliant just to see him getting get him some minutes on the pitch. First half, we still have too much, giving too much respect. 2-0 down as a, as a result. Second half, we've got to be in their face. We've got in their face. We're much better side and uh, unlucky. Uh, best, best we played in months. Passed the ball around well. Created chances. Had more shots on target than them. Should have scored long before we did. And as you say, I think it bodes well for the rest of the season. This was a good performance today. A little bit of quality uh, between the teams that made the difference today. As much as I don't like James Madison, unfortunately, he's a very good footballer. And uh, it was a great free kick. I mean, it was a perfect free kick. We were right behind it. It was in the second he hit it. And the other one was uh, another worldie. So, as you say, they didn't really create chances. They had two perfect shots, which normally wouldn't go in. So I think there's a lot of positives for the club today. Baptiste changed the game, I think. Uh, Janelle was struggling in the game. He, he struggles technically in some of these, uh, these performances and doesn't make the, the impact we need. Baptiste got the ball, drove us forward, won it back, got us into the box. Yeah, that made a big difference. And Foster getting a run uh, was also a... It was also nice to see, and he, he looked good when he came. I thought we played all right today. I thought it was a fairly even game. I thought we, we, we had the tactics mostly right, but a couple of wonder goals uh, again against us, although we got one back at the other end. But we, you know, we, we, we've got to stop giving away the free kicks, really. The class of, of Madison, as annoying as he is, I won't use the word on the podcast, but um, you know, the, the quality players punish us. But overall, I thought we played all right. A um, few chances at each end. that They missed a couple of easy ones. We missed one or two good chances. 
and had we got that goal a little bit earlier maybe we could have done something with it so it was, it was a good performance and I think sort of reflects the way we've moved on in the last few weeks um, oh, it would be nice to have got something out today overall it was pretty even wasn't it you know if it could easily have been one all it could have been two all it could have been two one to them it could as it was it could have been you know maybe a bit of a push then it could have been two one to us but it, but it could have been because because really nobody created big big chances today you know everyone was it was half chances and stuff like that we we, we maybe had some half chances we didn't put away i think jensen had one in the first half um that we did you know that we didn't put away and they put away you know, low, let's call it low XG. Sorry to the people that don't want to talk about that, but that's what they did. They scored them. We don't score them. Jensen has a shot from outside the area. He doesn't score it. Madison scores from that free kick. And that's maybe the difference. And, and it's and Madison, you know, we, we know he's a good player. We can taunt him as much as we want and we can take the piss out of him. But unfortunately, you know, he makes us pay for it. It was a bit of a frustrating game, to be fair. We, you know, we all seem to be a goal or two goals down before we actually start playing and you know you look at the Leicester goals and they, they were two quality goals you know you could have maybe done a bit better with uh, the first one they closed him down a little bit more but to be fair the, the two goals the two goals were uh, you know were really good quality and then then we start playing we you know we have a few chances Jensen had a great chance to score you know a 1-1 one, one, and that would have been um, but it, it was just a case of missed opportunity I think because the, the chances that we created um, I think we're worthy of more than the result that we got today. Yeah, it was two moments of individual brilliance, but I thought you sort of you had it coming with the free kick because you kept giving away cheap fouls on the edge of a box, and it's like when you've got a free kick taker like Madison, you can only give give away so many before one of them goes top end. I fe- I'll tell you what, I felt nervous when you made it two one. I was thinking that's a lot going to be a long ten minutes, but I'll tell you what Brentford reminds me of at the moment is you know the first season where we came up and you play well everywhere you go, but you seem to be struggling to pick up results that's almost when we first came up we did exactly the same thing everywhere we gave, went we gave them a close game and just seemed to fall just that little bit short and I think that's that's almost what today reminds me of with Brentford like even though you didn't get three points today there's got to be a lot of positivity to take from that so there you have it the fans after the game Leicester and uh, I think the quick summary about that one is uh, three absolutely stunning goals and it's one of those situations where, like I said to you, and I, I listen, this podcast, we're not going XG-wise, we're not going to anything like that. We're just shooting the breeze. But if you wanted to talk about XG, you'll talk about these chances that they had, you know, probably nine times out of 10, probably about sort of nine times out of 20. They'd, uh, they wouldn't go in the back of the net, but they did. Fantastic goal by Madison, as much as we hate him. You know, it was horrible. Fantastic goal by Wiesa. And... Uh, on another day, we might have got a draw out of that. Another day, we might have even nicked to win. So, uh, I mean, that's I think that's all that can be really said from my point of view about that. I didn't come away from that game nervous or worried. I came out of that game, thought we competed. Christian Eriksen did his business again. I thought the defence was did relatively well. I thought the midfield competed. Second half, I think, you know, we kind of matched them as well. And we were unlucky. Um, but what I'll talk about is, I mean, the day, the away day, actually, I, I actually really enjoyed the day out. We got to Leicester really quite early. We got to Leicester relatively early, seeing it was a two o'clock kickoff. So we got there dead on 11 o'clock, walked inside the pub um, and uh, it was full of Brentford in there. A few Leicesters, quite a few Leicester as well. And they were confused because they, they had no idea. They were like, we, we never get away fans in this pub. But of course, as we do, we ferret out these different bars and uh, we stayed in there. And it was actually really, it was actually a really good vibe. And it reminded me, tell you what Leicester reminded me of. Again, it reminded me of a championship away day. 
And it's not because I'm harking back to these championship away days. It just kind of was one of those ones where, you know, there was no grief around town. You could kind of go in anywhere that you wanted to. The pubs were kind of relatively friendly. They were chilled out. The stadium wasn't, as you call it, a Premier League stadium. It wasn't a huge stadium. It was just kind of a bowl full of fans with clappers. I suppose it's because it probably reminded me of Fulham with their clappers as well. You know, you had their little fans in the corner sort of goading them, like sort of 10 kids sort of goading the Brentford fans. It was just very challenging championship and uh, I actually really enjoyed the day out yeah no, I enjoyed it too um, I think I think the stadium's a bit bland um, I think it's you know it's identical I know they're extending um, uh, the behind one of the sides so it, it will go a little bit different shaped but um, yeah I, I thought the atmosphere was pretty average those clappers were embarrassing uh, and as you say, on another day, um, we, we get a draw. Well, any any other day, I think we get a draw, uh, and we just we found ourselves two goals down to two um, incredible finishes. And you know, the shitbag Madison cheated us to get the free kick. You know, you can you can call him a shitbag because he is, and he, he he robbed us to get the decision. It was clever. Um, but the, the once he stepped up to take the, the free kick, that the next bit was genius. So uh, yeah, an, another day the referee sees him by the foul, um, and he doesn't get it. VAR possibly could could do its job there, but maybe that's not his job there. Um, but the first goal was was a stunner, um, and and as you say, Weiss's Weiss's w- was just an absolute beaut. So. Um, we missed chart. We missed big chances, and I, I think, it, it, yeah, it, it could have been two-two, could have been three-two to us, could have been one-all, which is probably what it is another day, one-all game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I know you talked about Madison. Very disappointed that he uh, he got that free kick, that he scored that free kick, but he also sold us big time to get that free kick. But the the thing I will say, and I'm not saying it's in his defence, but I'm going to say that, you know, but also to be fair, Laney, we do give away a lot of free kicks in in quite bad areas, like, you know, and... Yeah, you can't you can't say we gave that away because he, he cheated. But we, we 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 have we have given you know that we didn't give that away. He he, he bought that, so you can't you can't say we gave it away because he cheated. It's, it's it's a fact, you know. Yeah, but uh, but again, and listen, I'm being devil's advocate here as well. But I'm also sort of my thoughts. If you know Madison, you know what he's like, and you know that he's kind of sort of. So you just you, you kind of just not got to give him the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's kind of like you know, like you know, you're going down the down the West End, and you know mm. characters are going to pick your pocket, so you don't have your wallet hanging out there for someone to nick. You've got to kind of tuck it in and zip it up, don't you? He ran backwards. He ran backwards. <laughs> you know, he, he moved backwards into into a challenge that, that was coming. You know, you you can't you you can't you can't. If, if the player, you know, if the defender or the, whoever it was that was behind him, was it Jensen? I can't remember. Was 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 coming coming in on him? Then or had brought him down. He hadn't brought him down. He'd, he'd done the right thing. He, he hadn't made the challenge then because he knows he probably if he'd have touched him, he'd gone down. Madison made it impossible to not touch him because he, he kind of reversed into him. So I, I I don't see how we could have we could have changed anything apart from that. Um, and the, the referee, I think, should should be aware of, of what of what he's capable of. Um, but you know, I, I I say, I guess I guess fair play to have the vision to be able to think that and do it, and then 
um, you know, fair play again to find the finish to, to curl it into the into the net. So, um, yeah, a harsh lesson there. That's definitely. And just giving quickly the match summary there. I mean, Leicester, they're effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from the flanks and also goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces. They actually had no significant weaknesses. They liked long shots. And for us, we created a high number of chances relative to our possession and also created goal-scoring opportunities from long shots. But we were poor at finishing and we were caught offside often as well. The top performers as well, Madison, Castagna, uh, Wiesa, okay, Cashmere Michael, and uh, Swing uh, here as well. But um, Cashmere Michael, we have to remember that as well. Cashmere Michael, I, I mean, listen, he's really annoying because he's such a good goalkeeper. And as well, you know, he, he, he kept them in the game, but he definitely, he definitely helped to give them the three points, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, you know, we weren't helped by, you know, Ericsson being covid bounds before that game so you know we, we didn't we didn't have the you know the feel good of having you know him on the pitch for that match um, and, and possibly there's a demonstration of, 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 the, of the fine margins I think maybe he plays that we get some better delivery I mean Ivan Tony really wasn't he was just he looked a passenger from for a lot of that game um, because he didn't get any service so uh, you know I think I think you know without without Ericsson we, we looked and slightly, slightly more impotent. Let's go to JB because JB is going to give us the lowdown with the facts and funks. He's going to be talking about standing. He's going to be talking about Wendy houses and Royal Oaks. JB, give us your facts and your funk. Jonathan Birchall here again. In the game at Leicester, we followed our two patterns. We scored another goal after the 80th minute, and also failed to score first in the game. Now for the 20th time this season, 16 of which have ended in defeat. Although it was Johan Wiss's 7th Premier League start, he had been involved in 31 games so far this season, including Cups, Friendlies and B-Team, now scoring a total of 11 goals, which is more than anyone else at the club, apart from Ivan Tony and Nathan Young-Coombs. As was recently announced, the West Stand in the new stadium will operate with safe standing next season, with capacity for 1,700. Back at Griffin Park, the West Stand was of course the Brook Road End. In its latter years, from 1985, the Wendy House, as it was sometimes referred to, had standing spaces for just below that figure, at 1,627 in the lower tier, although not all with an unrestricted view. By contrast, its predecessor for the previous 50 years was the Royal Oak Stand. In its early years, official capacity was slightly less precise, but it was estimated that its terracing could hold around 8,000 supporters. So there you go, JB with his facts and funk. And interesting, he talked about the safe standing section is, is similar to the Wendy House, actually. So basically, we've kind of got a Wendy House in New Griffin Park. I mean, I'm a bit confused because I thought, I mean, I thought they were going to extend the safe standing to the whole of the uh of the, of the west stand from the top and the bottom but by sounding like it jb listen he always gets his facts right it sounds like it's only going to be the top again or a section of of the of the of, of the of that stand do, do you know anything about that laney 
Um, I, I don't actually. I've not. I've not seen the plans. Um, I'd be surprised if it was was the case, to be honest. But um, maybe they're going to do it in two phases. Maybe, maybe there's enough people that want want to sit down still. But you know, I, I think it's the you know it's it's a it's a great decision um, to, to to do the the two you know the top the tops top side of it um, because I think it will it will improve um, the atmosphere I think people can move around slightly easier um, and um, I, I just think it will add to you know I know we're standing up anyway but I just think standing up where there's seats it's, it's a bit it's a bit clunky and a bit awkward and I, I think it would be nice to be in space that's kind of designed for that yeah and and also listen he talks about the royal oak as well and for you know for for newer fans who are listening you know our new fans from for abroad who have just you know started supporting the brand for the last few years the royal oak was the basically is the home end uh at our old stadium at griffin park before the it was basically chopped down and we put a big development behind it so actually made it the wendy house and the wendy house was a tiny little stand which held what's it held about two or three i don't know three, maybe three thousand fans or something like that i can't even remember how many it no, is but, it wasn't know, that many it was, no yeah. it wasn't even that many was it no yeah. i can't Rub- remember it, it was rubbish yes it was it was yeah probably two thousand fans or something like that anyway so it was tiny little little place but before that we had a stand with a massive end and it was just a big terrace where people used to stand and used to sing and used to jump up and down and used to support the team and uh, like I said to you I I couldn't remember how many how big that was but like JB said it was about 8,000 fans which actually kind of goes to show you how big that end was because even like the new um, West Stand is I think about three and a half thousand so the old Royal Oak was over twice as big as the new West Stand is where we are at the moment now so you can imagine sort of kind of how lively that was back in the day it was big it was big it was you know it was it was akin to the you know the cop at Liverpool and the north the north bank at, at, at Arsenal it, it was it was a proper end um, and yeah it it, the, the, it was a sad day when that came down so um, but you know the, the his, history is is full of twists and turns and uh, you know it, it helps us get where we are I guess um, you know, it's, 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 it, it was it, it was awful the, the comparison from what we had uh, to, to to what 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 replaced it. I mean, I, I still remember the, the 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 last massive night on that end for me was uh, Newport County at home in the, the area final, the Freight Rover. It wasn't the biggest crowd. Um, you know, the Liverpool game in the early eighties that that was in, that was an incredible night on the Royal Oak. But um, seventeen thousand official fans. Yeah, there was over twenty five thousand probably there that night, and you know it was the place was rocking and that that stand was full. But you know, sadly, you know it, it was it wasn't full very often by that stage, and you know. The, the economy meant that um, you know Land, Martin Lange had to make some tough decisions. I think he, I think he regretted that. Um, but at the time, you got to do what you got to do. It was very different to, to the to the new stadium scenario now. That's right. So anyway, talking about new stadiums, we're going to. Well, it's not a new stadium at all, actually, because we've actually been there a couple of times on our away day treks. We played Chelsea a couple of times at. Stanford Bridge in the last few years we played them in the FA Cup and you're talking about Uwe Rosler we took Uwe Rosler's team actually kind of went down to uh, Chelsea we actually played Chelsea in the FA Cup um, when we were it was um, Rafa Benitez Rafa Benitez and uh, it was two we were 2-1 up with seven minutes to go and talk about rocking Griffin Park was 
absolutely rocking that day. We were 2-0 up and I can't believe Torres scored that equaliser. Gutted, we went back to Stamford Bridge and uh, we played them there and they gave us a good tonking and it, it, it was just rubbish actually going out to Chelsea. It wasn't great. And then afterwards we played them a few years later again in the Cup and I believe that they also tonked us 4-0 there as well. It was Ivanovic's last game for Chelsea before he moved and left to go to, to Russia. So, uh, so we're going back to... Uh, Chelsea for the first time in the league this time on Saturday as well and tell you what we normally have an away fan to come and chat to us about Chelsea and chat to us about the away team but we, we boycott, boycotted him Bill yeah well no <laughs> to be honest with you Lane I just thought look, you know do we do yeah that's right they are sanctioned to tell they are it was actually Boris called us up and said you cannot have a can't Chelsea fan on here no. you know you can't actually have them on as well you've got to basically he, he, the, the Chelsea fans actually in a trust so he's been put into a trust mm. by Ramovic, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and we can't have them until, uh, until somebody from the government uh, gives us the, the OK. <laughs> so right. we're, we're waiting for the call. So but we don't need it. Because to be quite fair, and this is no disrespect to Chelsea, we don't need a Chelsea fan to come on and tell us how brilliant they are and how many goals they're going to score and the fact that they're going to be in the Champions League and they're just going to do they're this. They're the world champions all, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, we know, we, we know all that. I think boring. what we need to do is, you know, we need to, it's, well, it's not boring, it's just like, listen, this is the score. We're sitting down there having a chat amongst ourselves. At the end of the day, listen, Laney, Chelsea's characteristics, they're very strong at finishing scoring chances. They're strong at attacking down the wings. They're strong at creating chances through, through balls. They're strong at defending set pieces and their weaknesses uh oh they have no significant weaknesses <laughs> and this and this they're strong at embezzling stolen russian money <laughs> well, uh, 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 listen allegedly of course they're from laney as well chelsea's style of plays possession football short passes control game in the opposition half attacking through the middle down the right uh they rotate their team a lot and their opponents they play aggressively against them listen we're going to have a bit of a a game on our hands here aren't we Yes, we are. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a toughie. You know, it's one of those free hits that we've been talking about a lot. And hopefully this free hit we'll actually try and get something from because a lot of the free hits away from home this season, we've kind of played it very coyly. Um, and which, you know, which you can say we've not got a tonking um, at, at any of them, not a proper tonking. Um, so that that's paid off to protect our goal difference but I think we can be a little bit braver uh, at Stamford Bridge I think you know it might end the same way let's, let's not let's not fool ourselves um, but I, I think we we can go and, and try and play a bit and uh, give give them a game because we, we, we did give them a game earlier on in the season and we, we you know we, we kind of blitzed them the last 15 20 minutes of that game um, and lost, and it showed you that we 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 can we can cause them we can cause them problems, and you know we got hope hopefully they're they're on a slightly off day, and you know but I, I just want us I want us to go there and, and and give it a go, Bill. And I think I think we can and we should. Yeah, and uh, and listen, I'm 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 with you. At the end of the day, listen, you know we talk about free hits, you know. Yeah, a lot of people think it's rose-tinted glasses. We we have to be careful about these games, but I think as you say, we can go there actually very relaxed we've got Ericsson who has been very much in form we've seen what he's done internationally he's played a few games now as well uh defense I'm, I'm very happy with our defense at the moment now I think they look much more comfortable than they did before David Ray as well he must be buzzing after playing for Spain as well like you know properly buzzing so I think that we've got a bit of a mojo back in our side 
And I said uh, a few weeks back as well, like I said that I actually believed, because what you do is that you sit down there, you try and calculate which games you're going to get the points from, and everyone's going, oh, Burnley, everyone's going, oh, Norwich, you know, all this kind of, you go for the obvious ones, like, you know, they probably go, oh, probably, let's see if we can get a point from Watford, or maybe three points from there. But I said that we're going to get three points, we're going to beat someone that we're not expected to beat. And I've actually, I've, I've got two teams that I've noted down that I think that we're going to get the points from. And I tell you something, one of them is Chelsea. And there's no reason for it. I'm just going into this relaxed because it doesn't really matter anyway. But I actually think we're going to get a result out of here. I'm not thinking, yes, Brentford, we got... I just sort of think it's going to be one of those sort of kind of really weird games where we, <laughs> we might just jarzy a point out of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, they, they might hit the post 18 times and not score. And then we'll just get one off their arse, like, you know, that just dribbles yeah, into the back we, of the net. We do one. We do one of them. If I'm honest with you, you know. So, I, I hopefully you're right because it's, uh, it's, it's a crap away day. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. We're know. still we're still looking for somewhere to drink, and we're just really struggling. Because like, uh, I found somewhere. Te- I te- text you afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies found a little drinking joint. So this is all good. But listen, but so. All I'm going to say is, like, listen, everyone out there, the main thing is if you go to the game, just enjoy yourself, just enjoy your day out, find somewhere to drink before and go there, sing for the bees. I think we've got all our allocation of tickets because we uh, managed to uh, secure the contract before they got sanctioned. So we were allowed to buy our full allocation. So there's going to be 3,000 bees fans there. So listen, let's just let's just make some noise and let's just enjoy it. And uh, like I said to you, if we can get something out of this game, which I do believe that we can do, I think we'll just nick something and it'll really upset them because probably, you know, they'll get 98 percent possession or something like that but we'll get something and and it's gonna be a lot of fun because we need a bit of fun and we need we need a bit of a laugh this season actually because like you know we've had a few good bits at the beginning of the season and we've had a few solid wins recently but it'd be nice to have a little bit of fun and it it would be a bit of fun to go down to Chelsea and get a result that no one's expecting yeah 100 percent can do without a moody away day so uh yeah hopefully it's uh you know people can uh, uh go away have fun get behind their team and uh, cheer us on to uh, a point or three indeed indeed so listen Laney give us a score prediction uh, I'm going to go one all draw mate I'm going to go one all draw I'm going to go for a one nil jazzy win for the bees like you know so anyway this is the besotted pride of west london podcast don't forget to subscribe to us and also uh, write us a review and uh, don't forget to buy us a beer buy us a beer besotted.com forward slash beer as well like i said to you we'll be seeing you on saturday somewhere in the sort of new king's road king's road parsons green sort of uh, chelsea village or wherever it may um, be do they sell plow person's lunches in the i'll tell you something i said i think they serve plow person's lunches all over in that part of of the world, Laney. So you'll be very much at home. You and the Liberal, we're sitting down there with your knives and forks. No, no interest. Sort of, no interest. Okay, which is all good. But listen, listen. Thanks very much for listening again, everybody. Slightly different format today, but look, we'd like to do things different every now and again. Like, enjoy yourselves on Saturday if you're going to the game. If not, uh, listen on your. Don't don't watch illegal streams because we don't believe in that at all, as well. Or mm. you know, listen online, everything like that. But support mm. the bees, and we'll be back next week. Uh, well, we'll be back straight after the game with the post-match podcast but as we say very excited going on Saturday going on Chelsea we may get something out of it I know they've been sanctioned as we say Come you bees you bees unsanctioned bees
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.